Welcome back to Daughter of a King podcast. I am your host, Robert Pitocris. So, welcome back to another episode of Daughter of a King. So, we're just going to continue on in the series with Victory Part 3. And so, um, last week's episode, well, the last few episodes in this series, we went through 1 Samuel 17. And we basically talked about the David and Goliath story and how, like, David achieved victory and how we can, like, follow those same steps to achieve victory as well. So now, this part of the series, we're going to um, talk about 1 Samuel chapter 30. So I'm not going to break this one up in parts because this one is, like, shorter than 1 Samuel 17, at least I think. Yeah, it's shorter so I don't really have to break it up in parts. And so, also, I don't know if I, like, said this in the last episodes, but I recently got a word recently that, like, I want to include in this series because it's, like, very relatable to, like, what we are discussing in this series. So, um, so now we're in Victory Part 3, and then there's going to be a Victory Part four and after that you know that's like the end of the victory series unless god says something else but that's gonna be the end of the victory series so i mean if you have any ideas then like feel free to let me know but like we just know that we got like content coming on like it's still coming we have some stuff on the way and i'm currently planning stuff that i'm excited about but i'm not gonna get Answer all of that because I still have announcements to do. <clears throat> Alright, so as you know, if you've been here for a while, I am on Instagram. And my Instagram is rpentagrass26. So basically, I'm, I'm trying to post more motivational stuff on there. And I also post stuff relating to Daughter of a King. And basically, like... The Daughter of a King ministry, I'm calling it a ministry now because it's expanding. And so basically, all the updates and stuff will be on my Instagram at rpendergrass26. So if you want updates or you want more content from me, then feel free to follow me on Instagram at rpendergrass26. Also, this is a new thing, but I now have a Facebook group on Facebook. And so basically that's where I just post more stuff about Daughter of a King. I'm I'm still trying to figure out how we can like, you know, you know, do things on there because I just started this. But yeah, basically I'm just gonna that's just a way that like, you know, we can get together as a community and just, you know, talk about the Daughter of a King ministry. Just stuff related to that and also like just build a community with each other. So the name of that Facebook group is Daughter of a King. So if you want to be in a group, then just it's public so anybody can be in it. But there are rules like you can't post anything that's like unrelated to the Daughter of a King ministry. So, yeah, like you can post things that you learned about like the podcast, but like or you like practicing like what you learned. But, like, you know, we just got to keep it on one thing, Daughter of a King Ministry. So, yeah. Okay, and another way for me to connect with you guys is through voice messages. So, basically, I've talked about this before, but basically, if you send me a voice message, then I could, I'll hear it. And I'll be able to answer your question and also learn more about you in that way. And, like, learn more about my listeners and, like, what they're struggling with and how I can help my listeners. So, yeah, need help with something, advice, then I will try my best to, like, answer if you give me a voice message. So, please, 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 that will be in the link in the description. And it will also be in the link of my bio of daughter um of my Instagram. Okay, so what was the next one? Okay, donations. So, you know, Anchor has this thing where I can, like, get donations, like, monthly. 
So like um the smallest amount is like ninety nine cent ninety nine cents a month. The um the next one is four ninety nine a month and the last one is nine dollars and ninety nine cents a month. I'm not like you know, demanding that you like give a donation because like that's not what this is about at all. But, you know, if you feel free to bless the ministry, then, like, the link for that is, like, in the description. Basically, like, the funds for this is just going to go towards, like, podcast equipment. Just equipment for me to, like, better, like, make better content for you guys and, like, do more with y'all. And also, it's for, like, you know, projects, not only for Daughter of a King, but for, you know, um... Just stuff from my community that, you know, yeah. So I guess that's all the announcements. Now let's get to, let's get into First Samuel 30 and talk about, and let's talk about how we can achieve victory in our everyday lives. All right, y'all. So like after I paused that segment, I totally realized like how long that um segment was. Like, it was announcements, but for some reason, I made it out to be six minutes long. So, um, if you're still here, then I'm glad for that. Let's just go ahead and get to the work, because that's what we came for. Alright, so as you know, we are going to be, um, we are talking more about David, and we're going to, like, go on to, like, okay, so David, when he fought Goliath, he was, like, really long, sorry, I can't, okay. Is wait when I'm doing this, so yeah. If I stumble on words, then please forgive me in advance for that. All right, so back in First Samuel chapter 17, um, David was long, David was young, he was like a teenager. Now we're like moving on to him being older. I don't know exactly his age in this point, but he is older than 17 at this point. Basically, this is like, okay, I'm about to give y'all some background on this. So, you know, David, like, he was anointed to be king, but, like, he didn't get to the throne right away. And so Saul, at this time, he was the king of Israel. And so, basically, like, David, well, after a while, Saul put David over, like, um, you know, his men, and, like, David was leading them to victory, you know, that's who David is, he leads people to victory, he's all about victory, and so, like, Saul starts to get jealous, like, if you read First Samuel for yourself, you'll see how jealous Saul gets, and, you know, this stuff that he does, like, he is really not in position with God, and we're going to talk about how dangerous that can be but he's like not in position with God and so yeah and so he's just Saul and like Saul he gets really jealous of David because he's out of position like well he was like out of position like mentally in the head and so because of Saul's jealousy he decided to kill, well, he decided to try and kill David. And so basically where we are at right now, David is basically running away from Saul. trying He's running from his, for his life. And side note, David had to do this like a lot. Like here, now he's running from Saul. Later on, I can't give you the exact scripture, but later on he has a son his name, I think his son's name was Absalom. He had a lot of children, but his son's name was Absalom, the one that tried to, like, you know, kill him. And basically, he just had a bad son, and so he was hurt by it. Basically, David was hurt by, like, a lot of people in his life. So anyway, that was a side note. But, yeah, so here Saul is just running away from David. And basically, instead of, like, David ends up running to the Philistines. And if you didn't know, I don't know if I mentioned here on the podcast, but 
Philistines, like, those are the people that God didn't really want the Israelites, his people, to hang around because the Philistines, they were, like, they were very sinful and, like, God didn't really want the Israelites to be around them because the ways of the Philistines would rub off on them. And so, basically, it's like how God doesn't want us to like be around people that are like are not really doing like basically God doesn't want us to be around people that you know will put us back into like our old ways basically is what I'm trying to say and so yeah Philistine well basically David and his men they run towards the Philistines for some reason and we're about to see the outcome of that Okay, so we'll be reading first Samuel first Samuel thirty verses one through two. It says David and his men reached Ziklag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag and burnt it, and had taken captive the woman and everyone else in it, both young and old. They killed none of them but carried them off as they were, went on their way. Okay, so yeah, this happened after, like, you know, David was, like, out of position. Like, while he was going, well, trying to fight with the Philistines, basically the Amalekites, I hope I'm saying that right, but the Amalekites, they were attacking their, like, the town that they were in, that they settled in, where their wife and children and all the possessions were at. So, because David wasn't where he was supposed to be, like, that gave room for like the enemy to come and attack everything that he had and his his men so yeah but like as we go throughout this whole study we will understand that God has a purpose for all of this that happens in David's life because if you like actually read all of like what happened in David's life you know that he he's been through a lot He's been through a lot of stuff. But, like, God has a purpose for all that. And we'll see that because the purpose was, is like, for us to learn from it. For, like, as we're reading, like, what happened to David and, like, learning from um the good things that he's done and his mistakes. Like, that's with everyone in the Bible, really. But, yeah, okay. Let's get back to the study. But, yeah. So while David and his men were to the north trying to join the Philistine army, their own city, their own city that they settled in, which was Ziklag, <clears throat> it was unguarded. And so that allowed the Amalekites to take advantage of the left alone city and they burnt it down because it wasn't guarded. The David and his men wasn't there to guard um, their blessings, really, and so that allowed the Amalekites to, like, come in and burn it down, and, like, all their women, it was changed, all their women and children were taken away, and the reason why this happened, all of this happened was because David and his men, they were out of position, God did not tell them to go to the Philistines, you read back, Nowhere does it says that God told them to go to the Philistines, but they did it anyway. And we'll find out later. We'll find out like why David, you know, thought like this. But like David and his men were not supposed to go to the Philistines. They were basically outside of the will of God. And so like when you're outside of the will of God, you know, that leaves that leaves like all your blessings from God. God that leaves it unguarded and that gives the enemy room to like come in and attack it. We wonder why like we feel we feel attacked like why our hearts and our minds are attacked by the enemy is because we're like outside of the will of God. Because when we're inside of the will of God, we are like we're able to guard our um, blessings and like all the stuff that God has blessed us with but like if we're like you know 
like out of position if we are not where God has called us to be then that, that gives the enemy room to like come in and attack you you wonder why you're feeling so attacked it's because you're giving the enemy room in your life so instead of David and his men guarding the blessings that they had they chose to go and be something that they were not they decided to hang around with the enemy and do his work instead of God's work. So, being out of position separates us from what God has for us. We are out of position when we try to do something that God has not called us to do. We are out of position when we try to be around people that God doesn't want us to be around. And we lose when we are out of position. We don't gain when we are out of position. We actually lose. Like, by David and his men being uh, where they weren't supposed to be, they were separated from their um, their wives, their children, and, like, their, you know, possessions. And so, because they were separated from that, that allowed the enemy in to, like, come and attack it. So, when we're, like, separated from what God has called for us, and when we're separated from what God has for us, that, like... That gives the enemy room to attack us. Like we're seeing this. That's giving the enemy room to attack us. It's like when we are out of position, we are trying to do something that God has not called us to do. God did not call us to go to the Philistines. God did not call you to go to, um, let's say, your best friend. That's so-called not your, that's really not your friend. Or that boyfriend, that girlfriend, whoever, God did not cause you to go to them. And when you like go to them and basically you're out of position when you go to someone that like God has not called you to go to. So basically if you go to like your friend and I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes because they're not really your friend. But say you go to your so-called friend. And you like say ask for advice. They'll tell you like they'll tell you something, and it's like it's not of God. Like they're telling you something that could lead you to destruction, but you being out of position, you not walking in the will of God. You're just gonna accept it, and then you're just gonna be out of position and let that advice lead you to destruction. That's why God doesn't call us to be around certain people. That's why God doesn't call us to do certain things that are outside of his will. Because, like, when we don't listen to him, that we end up in destruction. As you can see, when David and his men were going to people as, like, for safety or whatever, you know, destruction was the product of that. It was the result. So, basically, destruction is the result of our disobedience. It's the product of our disobedience. So, basically, we are out of position when we try to be around people that that God doesn't want us to be around. We're out of position when we try to be someone that we're not. Basically, David and his men were trying to be Philistines, and they were Israelites, like when we try to be someone that we're not, when we're like when we try to fit in the crowd, we get out of position and we get off focus. And when we're not focused, like on what God has for us and what He's calling us to do, that's giving the enemy room to come and attack that thing, and we will never get to where God needs us to be. That's where some of us. That's why some of us are not where we need to be with God. It's because like we got off focus. And we we just did something that God did not call us to do. And that just allowed the enemy to come in and destroy everything to bring destruction. So know that when you're out of position, you're you're losing. You're not gaining anything. Like you're you're just losing. You're losing what you're losing that time that God wants you to have to like do what he has called you to do. You're losing it. You're not, you're not getting anything like, you know, when we're out of position, like, and we're like in our sin, 
sometimes that sin can like on like in a moment it can give you some type of happiness, but that's really not true happiness. That's not you know, true happiness. That's it's just not everlasting. It's not gonna last long. Like the next day, you're gonna be back in that same cycle of depression, of sadness. Because you're like doing something that's really not beneficial to your soul. And so, yeah. So when we're like, you know, outside of the will of God, when we're not in position with him, we are we are losing. We are not gaining. So if you want to achieve victory in life, you need to get into, you need to get in position. Because you can't. Like, God wants us to have victory here on earth. And we can't get there if we're out of position. Okay, now we're going to move on to read verses 3 through 6. It says, When David and his men reached Ziklag, they found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength left to weep. David's two wives had been captured. Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David was greatly distressed because the men were taking, were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord, his God. So at this point, David was just all alone. Right here, he was all alone. He literally did not have his own support team at this time. No one in Israel could help him because, keep in mind, he's out of position. He's out of position. He's not where God has called him to be. And plus, you know, you got Saul trying to kill him. So basically, yeah, he Saul's trying to kill him. In Israel, well, like, at this point, it's kind of following him, trying to kill him. But, you know, you got the king of Israel trying to kill him. And the Philistines didn't want him to be in the army. So, like, the people that he was trying to go to, to, like, fit in with, they didn't want him. And his family was gone. Like, the um, Amalekites, they took his family and all he all was gone, and even his own friends tried to get some because they were upset at what happened. Like the the people that he thought was his friends, they were talking of stoning him. They were going to kill him. They were trying to kill him. So basically, he was just he had no support. He was like. It was like everybody was like surrounding him all at once, trying to attack him all at once. And he was just, well, at this time, he probably, like any of us would probably feel like alone in this point. Because it's like, we feel like now we have no one to turn to. So all of this, this was a lot. And it took all of this to bring David to this place to like, to only realize that God is the only source of his strength. He had to get, he had to go through this, this situation so he could realize that he can only draw strength from God. Like David was like now, he was broken because you have, basically you have all this hate thrown towards him. He basically had hate thrown on him all his life. But, he had all this hate throw on him. All of this, it broke him. Like, it, it broke him down. All of it, it broke him down. But now, he's broken, and now he's ready to find strength in God. He's ready to be filled by God. Like, before this, like, we didn't really see David as weak. We thought he was like strong and stuff because he defeated uh, the um he defeated Goliath, a big giant. We like recently talked about this, and then 
between 17 and 30, he did a lot of other big things too. But here, we see David in one of the weakest moments of his life. And after coming to a home that was like burnt up and like everyone turning against him, then David knew that he was weak. This is like where David realized that David that he was weak and that he needed God's strength. Like he realized how he can't like do this without God. Like even when everybody was turning against him, David realized that he had to find strength in God. He couldn't go to anyone else and find strength in them because those people would turn against him. But like David knew that God was like always there for him and that he could always rely on him and always rely on that strength that God gives. And so that's when David realized how weak he was and how he needed God's strength to kind of to get him through what all of this. And so here we see David strengthen him. He's strengthening himself in the Lord. He didn't wait for someone else to strengthen him. Like, you know, because if David waited for someone to strengthen him, then he probably would be dead. Because David, like, even when David was distressed at everything that happened, well, yeah, David was distressed because, like, his own friends were trying to wanted to but they were like planning to stone him and so if he waited any longer to draw strength from god he would have been dead his he would have been killed by his own friends and that's just sad but then here like as you see david didn't wait on anybody to you know draw strength from god he he did it himself because he realized that only he could like get strength from God for his soul. He can't, you know, he can't ask nobody else to pray for him but him. Like, he, he, he realized that he needed to go through God himself and ask for the strength of God to go through with the situation that he's in. And so here, like, David, he's realizing that God's strength was, like, always there for him, like, all the time. And now, Instead of letting somebody else take it for him, he's actually taking it for himself. And he's strengthening himself in the Lord. And let's, okay. So yeah, here, David is strengthening himself. Despite, you know, everything that's happening. He's realizing, he's coming to the point after being broken, he's ready to be filled. He's ready to be strengthened by God. So that's where he's at right now. I want to read a, um, we're going to back up a little bit and read one verse. It's from 1 Samuel 27, verse 1. Okay, I'm turning to it. That's why you hear pages turning. Okay, sorry. I'm about to put the phone down. Okay. All right. I found it. So this is 1 Samuel chapter 27, verse 1. It said, but David thought to himself, one of these days I will be destroyed by the hand of Saul. The best thing I can do is to escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will give up searching for me anywhere in Israel, in Israel and I will slip out of his hand. So here, this is, in that verse, that's where the whole mess started. That's where the whole mess started. The whole mess started when David started doubting God. Like doubting that God, sorry, my I have a kitten in my room. She's making a whole bunch of noise. But the whole mess started because David was doubting God. And like, you know, as we talked about before, at this point, Saul was running. No, David was running away from Saul because Saul was trying to kill him. And so, yeah, this is, that's why he decided to go to the Philistines. But the thing is, here... David ran because David had doubt in his heart. He ran to the wrong place. First, I don't know why, but I'm not going to judge. But David decided to run to the Philistines of all people. And if you read the Bible, you know that, like, 
the Philistines are a longtime enemy of the Israelites. So basically, David tries to run towards the enemy instead of running to God for safety. Like David, like runs in the wrong direction. And that's why, like, they're in this whole mess. That's why, you know, destruction happened. It's because doubting God. And when we doubt God, destruction happens. And we, we see it here. We just read First Samuel 27, verse 1. And we saw David doubting God and going in the wrong direction. Like, we see him starting off going in the wrong direction. And now we're here in um, First Samuel 30, and we're seeing all this destruction that's happening. So, basically, David, he didn't really believe that God could deliver him. So he took matters into his own hands and went to the enemy. But now, what now? Okay, so, 1 Samuel 27, verse 1. David spoke doubt over himself. He spoke negativity on negativity over himself. Now, here in 1 Samuel 30, we see David strengthening himself in the Lord. And that's what helped him bring it. That's what helped him bring out of what he brought himself into. Okay, so there are some things that we got to understand. I'm sorry, my kitten is like all over the place. All right, I'm going to pause real quick. All right, y'all, sorry about that. I literally had to like take the kitten out of the room. She was being a distraction. Like she was literally scratching on my back. She's like a young kitten and she's very playful, but like, you know, you know, we're trying to get the word out. I'm trying to talk to y'all, so how to kick her out. <sighs> Alright, so we're back to where I was talking about. So, like David, he he was like in a time where he had to be alone. So, for us, there will be times that we have to be alone where like there's no one to help you. And when you have no one to turn to, we need to trust. You need to trust that you can turn, that you can always turn to God. Because he's the ultimate source of your strength. Like here, David realized that, you know, like his friends wasn't the source of his strength. Because like when David made one mistake and like kind of led them to destruction, instead of like his friends like, you know, trying to like group together and like say like, um, fight against the Amalekites, they decided to turn on David, his friend, that brought him, like, that brought them to so much victory. They decided to turn on him. And so that's how David realized that, like, he couldn't find strength in his friends. And then also David is starting to realize that he can't find strength in the enemy neither. Because the enemy doesn't want you. He may try to, like, get you off the wrong, he, he may try to get you on the, off the, like, wrong path but he doesn't truly want you the way god wants you and he's not going to give you strength he's just going to break you down he's not going to give you strength the way that god will give you strength and so that's what we have to realize we have to realize that people they can't give us the strength that we need like only god can we we got to realize also the enemy will try to throw stuff in our face that kind of looks appealing, that it looks like it will give us strength, but it does not give us strength. It actually drains us. Like, it's going to drain us. So, during times like this, when we're, like, alone and we feel like no one, like, there's, like, no one to help us or no one to turn to, we can't, like, turn to, like, the enemy where he, like, you know, pushes that sin that we just got over back into our life. We can't, like, turn to our friends or, you know, people in general because they can't, like, even your own parents that love you, they can't even give you the strength that you need. Like, it may seem weird to some, but when you... When you, like, experience the strength of God, then, like, there's, like, no strength like it. So, like, when we're in, like, when we're alone, we have to trust that God is the one to turn to. That he's always the one to turn to because he's always right there. And he's the ultimate source of our strength. And that's where we need to draw our strength from. 
not from anything else, not from people, not from the enemy, not from our sins, our fleshly desires. We can't draw uh, strength from anywhere else because truly people, the enemy, our sins, those things won't really give us strength. It will just drain us. It won't give us true ultimate strength like God will. It'll just drain us. So we have to realize that when we feel alone, that we need to turn to God because he's the He's our ultimate source of strength. He's the only one that can give us the strength that we need to like do what he has called us to do. And so we also have to understand that like, okay, so David, he had all these people turn against him. He had people hating on him for like a long, long time. I'm not trying to make this episode too long, but if you want to learn more about that, I do get into that in, like, uh, Victory Part 1 and 2. But, like, here, we were learning, like, how Saul, you know, tries to kill him. And that's why, like, David, you know, did what he did, trying to escape. And then you got, then the Philistines don't even want him. Uh, His own friends... The people that he's been with for like a long time, they turn against him. But keep in mind that when like people turn our back, like when people turn their backs on us, that does not affect our anointing. It doesn't. Because just because, you know, David had people turning away from him and not just because David didn't have a support group, that doesn't mean David wasn't anointed. It doesn't mean he wasn't called still. David still had to... David realized that he still had something to do. And that's why he decided to draw strength from God. Because he realized that there was still something that he was called to do. Even in a tough time like this. And so he knew that what people thought of him. It wasn't going to affect his anointing. His anointing. It wasn't really going to, like, going to affect what God has called, us, called him to do. So and as that's why David was able to draw strength from God because he realized that even though when people like turn their back on him, that it doesn't affect his anointing or his like calling that God has placed on his life. It's know that when people turn their back on you, it does not affect your anointing. Okay, and so basically here, David. He was, like, the only one that was drawing strength from God. Like, in the Bible, it does not tell us that his friends were caught crying out to God. What they were doing, they were planning to. Um, It says here, let me find it. It says here that they were planning on stoning him. They weren't praying to God. They weren't crying out to God the way that they had should. And so, basically, David was surrounded by people that were planning to kill him David was he was surrounded about around a whole bunch of negative energy listen to victory part one and two because I talked about negative energy in the last episode but basically here David was surrounded by negative energy his his um the people that he was around that he called his friends they were filled with negative energy energy yeah that's that's what he was surrounded by so like when we're called to do something we have to watch people that do not have the same spirit as us that like we have to watch out for negative energy if someone has negative energy we got to run away from anything that's negative i wish i'm i'm going to find that verse in eventually i'm gonna find that verse where it says to like run away from all evil. Negative energy is evil. It's not of God. It's evil. And so God is calling us to run away from that. So basically if someone has negative energy. God is calling us to run away from that negative energy. We are not to stay around it. We are to run away from it. Because we can't get where we need to be. If we're surrounded by negative people. So that's why sometimes in a battle, you will be alone. And you're alone because God is bringing you. 
sometimes in in some cases for some people he's bringing you away from negative people that are kind of like blocking your mind from what God is trying to show to you so yeah God has to separate us so we can be able to hear from us so we can be able to hear from him that's why God makes us alone so he can speak to us and so we can hear him so in those times when you are alone and like no you have no one to rely on and no one wants to help you or encourage you they just want to break you down you need to realize that you need to encourage yourself and that like every day is a battle every day is a battle and it's it's in your mind it's not really with people it like it's not really with people but really it's with the enemy and the enemy will try to put thoughts in your mind and like when we listen to those thoughts it like okay so basically the enemy will use people to do negative things towards us and when we let those things get in our mind we won't be able to like you know do what god has called us to do we won't be able to encourage ourselves because we're like distracted by what the enemy is using people to do so that's why God has separated us. And during that separation, if you feel separated or lonely at this point, well, alone, then you need to realize that this is your time to encourage yourself in God, to draw strength from God. Because God is probably calling to you, he's probably calling you to a place where um, you're going to need a whole bunch of strength. And basically, we're going to see that same thing for David because he's about to go on to another battle. So, yeah, that was a spoiler. But, yeah, he's about to go on to another battle. So, he needed to take this time by himself to draw strength from God. So, he'll be able to fight this battle. And we have to do that um, ourselves. We have to take time out to be alone, to encourage ourselves in the battle so we can fight. We need to encourage ourselves so we can fight. Because no one can encourage ourselves in God but ourselves. We... Like, nobody can do it for us. Like, it's something for us to do. So when we're alone, we have to realize that we need to encourage ourselves so we can fight the battle. So we can have, like, when we encourage ourselves, we're in God, we're getting strength from Him. And we need to keep in mind that we need strength to fight the battle, like the everyday battle. So encourage yourself every day in God. Draw strength from Him so you can fight the battle of everyday life. All right. All right, and there will be times that we have to be broken in order to get strength from God. David literally, he had to go through a lot of stuff. Like, you know, we've been through um First Samuel seventeen, and like I kind of gave backstory there as to like, you know, stuff David been through. And so David has been through a lot of hurt, and this hurt could easily break him. Like. David had to get to a broken, like, moment in his life so he can be filled, so he can be strengthened by God. So there are times that we have to breathe. We have to be broken in order to get strength from God. Like, brokenness brings strength. Like, okay, when we're in, like, a tough season, you know, we go all, we go through all this stuff. And then, you know, God brings us out of it. And then, like, you know, when God, like, when God saves us from our sins and stuff, and we, when we come through, like, from a, a life of sin or just, like, trials that we've been growing through as Christians, and we, when we come out of that stuff, we are strengthened. We feel strengthened. And so, yeah, we, we feel strengthened, but, like, all the stuff that we've gone through because we realized that we made it through. Like, we have so much strength from God that we actually made it through. Also, I wanted to, um, I apologize. I don't know this first by heart, but, um, okay, it is late. I don't really know this, um, 
verse by heart, but I know what it says. And like this verse is repeated a lot. So I I hope you kind of get the gist of what I'm saying. But basically, it says that um, God's strength is made known in our weakness. It says something like that. Just paraphrasing. Basically, God's strength is made known in our weakness. So in our times of weakness, in our times of brokenness, like that's when we see God's strength like show up and that's how we get through the stuff that we go through and that's how we come out stronger because we have God's strength and like we can get to God's strength without like going through the weakness we can't let go through the season of strength but we can't get to you know strength being strong if we weren't weak at some point so let's look at someone that lifts weights at some, like at the very, very, very beginning, they were weak at some point and they probably weren't able to lift a whole bunch of pounds. But like years later and they kept working at it, they were able to like lift a whole bunch of pounds and stuff. I don't really know the whole bunch, but you know, they were able to lift a whole bunch of pounds because they, they've been through a time of weakness and they were constantly 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 building up their strength and that's how it is with us we have to start off with weakness and when once we like you know go through that go through our weaknesses that's when we realize that that's when God's strength is made known to us as we go throughout it like as we go throughout black season like difficult like trials in our lives like once that season once that thing happens, once that bad thing happens, we start off weak. We start crying and crying out to God and just feeling so terrible. But as we go throughout that weakness and that separation and that loneliness, we're like so slowly realizing like God is like speaking to us in like our alone time. And basically when God's speaking to us, he's strengthening us. And so, like, through that time, God is constantly strengthening us in that, you know, weakness. And then when we come out of that thing, like, we're strengthened. And so that's why brokenness brings strength. That's why God's strength is made known in our weakness, in our suffering. Okay, the next thing is, like, don't wait on someone to strengthen you. You can't wait on your friends, your family. You can't wait on your sin, your fleshly desires to strengthen you. Like we keep saying, those things cannot truly strengthen you. They can't give you strength that will last. God's strength is always there for you. And all you have to do is take it for yourself. Nobody can take that strength for you. Everybody has their own strength to take. Nobody can take your strength for you. You have to take it for yourself. You have to go to God and ask for strength you can't have nobody ask for you people can pray for you but there's some things that you have to pray like yourself like we have the power we have the authority to actually go to god's go in god's presence and ask of like what we need of him and like god wants to give us strength as we can see he gave it to david he wants to give us strength and so we have to go to god and Ask for strength and take it for ourselves. Lastly, oh, I said lastly before. But now, lastly, we need to be careful about what we think in our inside our heart. Realize that David's doubt actually led to their destruction. So don't doubt that God will not do his part. Like, that will only be, like, leading you outside of his will. Like, you, Dad, and God leads you to destruction leads you to destruction out as we have saw seen in this piece that we're reading so doubting god will not bring you out trusting in god's strength will so how we achieve victory is by not doubting in god because we doubt in god we're not going to get victory we're going to get destruction but when we trust in god's strength that's how we will obtain victory Alright, y'all, so I kind of realized that, like, 
we're at like 49 minutes. Like, it's something about tonight. I prayed before I got into this message that, like, God speak through me and just remove me and stuff like that. And then, like, as, like, God really spoke. He spoke. It wasn't me. He just spoke. He spoke a lot. But I hope it was good. I feel like it was good. Because it's, it's God's word. Um. So, yeah, basically, since we're, like, already at 49 minutes, we're basically just going to break it up in, like, parts. Because I don't want to, like, make a two-hour long episode for y'all. Yeah, because that's a lot. I don't want to make a two-hour episode. So, yeah, we're just going to do deal with the hour. That's long, but it seems to be light. So, yeah. Alright, so we're going to stop at verses 7 through 8 because that seems like a good place to stop. And yeah, if you're still here, thanks for um, sticking around. Alright, so now we're going to move on and read verses 7 through 8. It says, Then David said to Abiathar, if I'm saying that wrong, he said, Then David said, to the Abiathar, the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. Abiathar brought it to him. And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue this raiding party? Sorry, I said that wrong. Shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, pursue them he answered. You will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. Okay, so David has just acquired strength from God because he he decided to encourage himself, and that's where he found strength in the Lord. So David ha- has just found strength in God. So that David, so the strength that David now has, he uses it. He uses that strength to inquire of God. Like of all the time, like. As we like read, bef- like if you read before, like we um, it like goes into David's time with the Philistines, and like all that time that David spent with the Philistines, this was the first time that he actually like that we actually see him seek God in any type of way. So that shows that here he w- he's returning from his backsliding, and David brought everything he brought everything to the Lord. David was putting himself back into position so he could hear from God. And so let's let's do what David did. David used the strength that he got from God. So we need to use the strength that we have got from God to inquire of him. You know that big okay so Let's say we have a big decision to make coming up. When we ask God for strength to make that decision, we should also use that strength to like inquire him to ask questions about like that decision to just take the time out to hear from him and hear what he has to say about that decision. So basically, we need to use the strength that God has given us to inquire of him to talk to him to like go and seek him before like any decision that we make we need to get okay so keep this in mind before we you know do anything for god or making like big decisions we need to get strength from god and we um need to use that strength to inquire of him which is to seek him and by doing this david he was putting himself back into position to hear from God. So, so after we inquired of him, it's like time for us to put ourselves back into position so we can hear from God. So, like, when we're asking God all these questions and stuff, instead of, like, trying to figure stuff out our own way, we need to like settle down and like put ourselves in the position 
to hear from God, not to hear from our friends, our family, and definitely not the enemy. Do not put yourself in a position to hear from the enemy. Do not listen to him. Put yourself, we need to take the time out to put ourselves back in the position so we can hear from God. We need to like settle down and be still and just, you know, listen to what God is trying to tell us. And so we can walk in the victory that he has called us to walk in. Because when we listen to him, God always knows best. And so when David follows these, uh, this um, command that, well, this command of action, when David follows his commands, this command of action, we'll see that David will achieve victory in like the next episode. So stay around for that. But yeah. So like. So when David took the time out to hear from God, he got a word from God because he stood still to listen. He didn't like after getting strength from God, he didn't go out and do things his own way. David went to ask God for the next steps. And that's what we should do. And like after we ask God for those next steps. We shouldn't just you know like. You know just go on and just do it. Without hearing God's answer. We need to actually take time to stand still. Get ourselves in position to hear from God. Like some of us. We're asking God a whole bunch of questions. But our Bible is closed. Sitting on our coffee table or our or our desk and it's just collecting dust like we're asking god these all these questions but like we're not positioning ourselves to get in our bibles so we can hear from him we're not in position to hear from him you're not in position to hear from god if your bible is closed because people wonder why they can't hear from God and their Bible is closed. They don't read it. They don't take the time out to understand God before they try to ask him any questions. They just ask God this and this and this and this and this, but they don't even know who he is. And they don't, they don't want to take the time out to know them. They, they just want the blessings that we talked about before. And so, yeah, like, when we ask God questions, we need to take the time out to sit in his presence. Like, we need to take our time out to, like, sit in God's presence, which is, like, the position that we need to be in. We need to take the time out to sit in God's presence so we can hear from him. And the way that we hear from God is through his word. So, what I want you to do is actually, after, like, you know, after getting strength from God and, like, inquiring of him, or seeking him for something, you need to, like, after you ask up those questions, you need to open your Bible, get in his presence, because God's presence is our position. That's where we need to position ourselves. We need to position ourselves in God's presence. And, you know, once we're doing that, we need got to open our Bible and listen to what God is trying to say to us. That's the only way we can hear to that's the only way we can hear from God is if we are in position. If we are in his presence, that's how we can hear from God. If we are in his word, that's how we can hear from him. And so okay. So even if you are called, but if you're not in position, that anointing will not work. And like we saw that with David. David was called from the time that he was 17. But when he got up a position, destruction just came. And yeah. But like we'll like us, we were like, well, why something bad happened to like um someone that was like anointed? Like why did like and basically, in David's case, it was it was something that he caused. It was something that he caused. 
And so know that even if you are caught and you're out of position because of like something that you like did of like a, a mistake that you have done, then like and you're like still doing it and you're not positioning yourself in God, then that anointing will not work. It won't work. We'll be in destruction because we were outside of uh we were not in position. We were not where we needed to be in God. So we need to realize that our calling will not matter. Our calling won't matter if we're not in position. And our anointing won't matter if we're not in position. Like we we all have it. We all have God has given all of us a calling on our lives. But some of us are not in position and that's why our anointing is not working. That's why it's it, that's why we're not where God has called us to be because we know we're called but we're not in position. We're not like constantly trying we're not seeking God's face every day. And so we're out of position and basically when we try to do something for God, it's not going to work because we're not positioned in him. So keep in mind, we are all anointed. And if we're out of position, if we're not walking in that anointing, the stuff will not like manifest itself. Like um, that dream, it will like that vision that God has given to you. It will not fulfill itself if you're not doing what God has called us to do. That goal that God has told you to set, it will not fulfill itself if you are not in the position that God has called you to be. Like, it just won't work. Like, you have to walk in your own anointing, not nobody else's, because we realize um, victory part two that we cannot walk in nobody else's anointing because it won't fit us the way it fits our that person like we all have been blessed with our own anointing that was designed to fit us our souls and so but that's why we have to walk in our own anointing because our own anointing is what fits ourselves so walk in your anointing because that's like walking in your anointing, that's how you're going to get where God needs you to be. And you need to be bold about it. And know that like no one can do it the way you can. We all can be the best at something. But because like God has, we're like, we're all God's best creation. And so that's why it's okay to say that we, we are the best at what we do. That's why it's okay for us to say no one can do it like we like we can because truth be told no one can do it like you can because you have this like own you know thing about you you have this own anointing about you you have this own calling about about you and that's yours that's no one else's and so no one can fulfill the calling that you have because that that calling it wasn't designed for them it was designed for you to fulfill and it's the same for everybody it's not for one person it's the same for everybody So go ahead and walk in your own anointing. And then when we walk in anointing, when we walk in step with God, when we walk in positioning ourselves with God, that's how we will obtain victory. All right, y'all. I'm so tired. It's like 11, 17 when I recorded this. And I forgot to do the outro. So here's the outro. Well, um, I just pray that, like, all the stuff that we've talked about recently, that it, like, sticks with you, that it blesses you. And hopefully, if you really enjoyed this, I pray that you share the message so it can bless other people. So, thank you for just, like, listening to my long episodes. It really means a lot. Just remember to, like, spread God's word everywhere. <laughs> like, remember, you can share these episodes Please, please feel free to share the episode so God's word could be shared to more people. It's not about me. It's not about my voice getting heard because it's not for my glory. But it is all for God's. And basically, I'm asking you to share it so 
God's word can be spread to more people. And who knows? Someone may need it. So just keep that in mind. That like the word that has been given to you, other people can use it. And that's why God like uses us as his vessels to, you know, spread his word to people. Like we go to church and like that like the words that we learn from church is the it shouldn't just like stay to ourselves because only honestly we are selfish because God tells us to go out beyond the four walls to share His message. So what I want you to do is go out beyond the four walls and share God's message. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and wherever you are, I hope you just stay blessed. Have a good day, evening, or wherever you are. Stay blessed.